Hi everyone and welcome to Bad Work Stories Made Good. My name is Karina Rubek and together with my co-host Emma Matthews, we'll be doing exactly that. In each episode, we're going to take a bad work story from our client work, the media, or even your own bad work story and get some good out of it. So, without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome back. Hi, Karina. How are you going? Hi, Em. How are you today? I'm good. I'm really good. So, what have we got on the agenda? What's been piquing your interest Picking my interest. Well, as you know, I love a good story out of popular media. And um, this week, um, what caught my attention was a football story. (laughs) Before anyone else there goes, oh, no, bloody football. No, no, bear with me. Bear with me. There is relevance to to the work. Right. So, so this was um, so for anyone who who's like into the football, or you know, you you like to watch behind the scenes documentaries on great coaches and great leadership within the sporting environment. You might have come, or probably come across the All or Nothing series, which in Europe is available on Amazon Prime. Um, have you you don't have that down in New Zealand? Oh, I haven't yeah. seen it myself. I don't yeah. subscribe, but yeah. But yeah, so but I'll, I'll tell you tell you the story piece. So um, if it does pique your interest, you know you'll you'll love it. Um, the actual series does the All Blacks. It's done all the great sporting teams all around the world. And last month, about two weeks ago, um, it was they launched the behind the scenes look at the Arsenal Football Club. And what's interesting about this um, this caught my eye as I was looking at it is apart from um, their head coach, Michael Arteta, who is an extremely human-centred leader, was the story of firing his star player. Now, football clubs live and die on their results, right? I mean, the whole thing is to get to the top four, it's Champions League, win the Premier League, this is where the money, the glory, the reputation and, you know, high performers, as these footballers are, that's where they want to play, right? That's where the big clubs play. That's where they have the, the best competition. And so en route to this, um, this particular club um, was, and it was, you know, in the media, it was going like, oh, there's rumours, you know, that they're having, the coach is having an issue with the star player. And the star player is a key striker, right? So this is okay. the person who's giving you the goals, one yeah. one of the key positions, right? So a really high value position within the team. Now, the the club has, you know, is very, very strong on its values, and its values are respect, commitment, and um, what was the other one? Uh, respect, commitment, and passion. Yes. Passion, yeah. Passion, yeah. right. So this key striker was also the club captain. Right. So again, we have another layer of responsibility and kind of mana, if you if you like, right? So but this particular individual decided he was kind of above all of this and took it upon himself to arrive late for training. And this was really, you know, contrary to the agreed behaviors of um, what the first team um, had set up along with the coaching staff. And so this um, this became a multiple incident uh, situation, which eventually led to the captain being stripped of his captaincy 
And then a few months later, he was actually, his term, his contract was terminated and quote unquote by mutual agreement. And uh, he left and went to a, uh, to another European club. Um, and just to put this in perspective, this, this was a top, top player, right? This player had scored a stats, you know, 68 goals over four years for the club and had actually won the golden boot alongside Liverpool greats like, you know, Salah and Mane. So the player we're talking about is a Bamier. And so I was really interested in this piece and about the courage of, you know, he's the youngest coach in the Premier League around really, really putting the priority to the culture in the club and that no one was a special one and particularly in the role of captaincy. And I know from, you know, like our multiple experiences in work, Emma, that this is an area that, you know, like a lot of execs, you know, a lot of leaders struggle with, you know, around how do I, how you know, this person has such high value to the team, you know, what what happens if I let them go? And, you know, and then, you know, despite the conversation around, you know, what you could put in quotes like collateral damage, um, you know, to coin quite a, you know, a violent phrase around that, um, and it is, and I think it's interesting because it is, I mean, I think it is quite violent, you know, the collateral damage of of the ripple effect of that behaviour and how it is so toxic in in cultures. And I think that, that brings us to how this is a, you know, bad work story. Totally. Well, it's, um, yeah. it's the double standards, right? It's like, you know, if you're a high performer, a superstar in your organisation, then you can basically get away with anything. Well, that's what mm. kind of this this attitude is. Um, and well, I bring it. I bring it in. I'm you know I'm making it happen. I'm I'm scoring goals. So <laughs> you know yeah, I'll turn put, up when I yeah we could put yeah. goals in inverted commas because yeah, whatever totally. whatever whatever your thing is you know for yeah. your work environment if you as you're listening to this is that that's the thing right it's like yeah. whatever your goals are like quite yeah. quite, that's the thing. Yeah, and we know we know these. I mean, I've 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 worked with these people. This 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 behavior, this attitude that's come in, and basically it is. You need to talk about the ripple effects. It's basically watch out. Um, it's my way or the highway. I'm in, and I'm yeah. you know, yeah. and and you know, in terms of of how the effect it has on team members um, around you, and uh, basically, yeah, you know, kind of like there's one person and. Um, it's it's a toxic. It, it does create toxic environments mm. for working, and um, if it's allowed to go on, then you know you you know you see more than quite quitting. You see people departing. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the out exit, you go. The exit. exit stage left. It's like wow. I don't want to. You know, if that's what this culture and this organisation's about, just the rise of uh, the superstar and and only. You know, only one person can can count. Then, um, you know, it, it it drops team, right? The the collaboration and the 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 level of team um, way out. So, yeah, it definitely is a bad work story if you've got you know allow it to go on. Mm-hmm. Such mm-hmm. bravery, such bravery for as you say for the coach and, and for a leader to step into that and say, you know, one would expect that you know he'd been given many conversations and many, you know, sort of discussions about, you know, well, this is not okay. So basically, you know, what can you, t- how can you turn this around? Um, t- 
turning up on time doesn't seem pretty very hard really when you think about you think about you know what they've got to do in their lives or you know turning up for training and, and being part of the team is pretty key yeah, so, key. yeah, yeah, and for anyone who's who's who you know like um, is interested in this, of course, Michael Arteta was the protege, if you like, um, and the assistant um, to Pep Guardiola, who, um, of course, for many people, myself included, I think is one of the greatest coaches, you know, um, in this era. You know, I I wasn't kind of part of the Alex Ferguson kind of you know watching football era, but in this this more modern football era, if we can call it that. You know, if you're interested in this, you know, get a hold of the book called The Barcelona Way, um, which is really details his coaching philosophy. And, you know, Pep, Pep kind of worked with three key things. One is that players had to be humble, mm. right? So ego was left at the door. Mm. You know, you had to remember who you played for and how you came through, you know, and every every single week you're playing for 60,000, 80,000 passionate stakeholders, you know, who, you know, pay their hard-earned cash to come and watch, the you know, the greatest game for those fans, right, you know, whatever Absolutely. your fan is. And the second one was excellence, standards, practice. You train like you are in the Champions League final. And, um, and the last one was, you know, the club above everything. You know, there was, there was you know, there's just no room or, you know, anything to do with, you know, me first. You know, so that total alignment to the team is, is so important. And as you said, the courage. And, you know, when you've got fans and, you know, boards of directors as all, you know, leaders and, you know, people listening to this, you know, it's not in a vacuum, right? It's, it's you know, you have all these external pressures on you. Absolutely. And then ultimately it's like, you know, what do you do? And, you know, from, from, you know, talking with execs and, and leaders who have been through this process, you know, um, yeah. and I, you know, would run into, I can remember one running into her several years later and saying to him, you know, like, um, you know, having had some time to reflect, you know, on, you know, this journey we went through, you know, uh, in terms of transforming an organisational culture. And I said, was there anything that sticks out that you would have done differently? And he immediately said, I would have made those decisions quicker you know that tolerating unaligned behavior unaligned you know connection to the values was toxic and that he had waited too long to take action and in that time there was damage yeah you know to good people to people whose hearts have been engaged and then that ripple effect you know and you go what the fuck you know as you said quite quitting like fuck if that if that's what goes on here yeah. Then what the frig am I doing? Trying to exactly. you know do do my best and you know put in discretionary effort and look out for opportunities and when that behaviour, whatever that behaviour is, is being rewarded, tolerated, yeah. passed, you know, like not you know not addressed. accepted. Yeah, accepted, it becomes, you know. And if if the if you know one can get away with it, why don't you know why don't all of us get away with it? You know, yeah, yeah. All of exactly. a sudden, people are not turning up at all for training mm. or anything. It's like, um, you know, you can see it all falling apart quite quickly. Mm. So how do we exactly. make this good? So in terms of a you know a make make good on this. So we've got you know key values, right? Knowing your values, and I think having values as a team is a great way of bringing everyone together in alignment. So mm -hmm. get get clear on what the values are. 
um, that you want to stand for and live by as a team. That's that's certainly one thing I think can help make good. Um, and then I think for you know what you're saying in terms of definitely acting well, acting quickly, make, making sure the behaviours are clear, and if there is a, you know a step away from that, just you know discuss a line, come back to is that is that helping us live our values or going against it? Yeah, so totally. yeah. yeah, 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 and I think you know it's it's the. You know, how do we, how do we, and I think for a lot of leaders, it's like, oh my God, you know, do I have to have that really tough conversation and then it's all over? Or is this kind of like a, you know, like a feedback, you know, review kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, you've got to trust yourself. You know, there's obviously HR policy within whatever country you're working in that you have to be aware of as well. And, you know, like, and I think, you know, it's the, it's the, you know, where I would go first up is the compassionate piece. You know, it's like, it's about clarity. You know, yeah. if this is happening, I would be saying to myself as a leader, like, what have I not been clear about? Yeah. How have I actually been part of allowing this to happen, right? You know, maybe it's the clarity of my instructions or yeah. not having, as you said, you know, Emma, not having um, having the clarity of those team behaviours and talking yeah. about things like, you know, what happens under pressure? You know, where yeah. are those little release valves and what happens when we get stressed or you know, yeah. how, how do we help each other manage our emotions and our behaviours and and choose constructive ways to act out, if you like. Yeah. Because you know, a lot of the time, like, you know, this guy, it's like some form of acting out, you know, maybe his purpose or direction had changed. You know, there, there there's an untethering, if you like, from the core purpose and value. So, you know, how do we notice those things are happening? Yeah. How do we care enough about each other to bring them back and, and really have those meaningful, honest conversations. Exactly. You know, and I mean, I forward, think, you know, know, that under stress is really important because clearly we've been under a lot of stress. And if, yeah. you, if you think that in your team you've got someone that's getting special treatment, something over and above another, then, you know, that's not going to help you, you know, have each other's back, is it? Because you're like, mm. okay, well, that person's more important than the rest of us. So, you know, when something happens where that person start, you know, has a has a bad day or you know an issue that they're dealing with, you know what happens? People just don't want to step in and help. <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, well, too bad. So you know, you haven't got your team cohesion, um, and you're not going to be strong and uh, you know united. So, yeah, totally. And I and I yeah. just want to echo and kind of put a put a kind of an underline around. You know, lots of teams will have the value of care. In them, like we support each other or we care about each other. Well, you know, this is not only on the leader. You know, this yeah. is team responsibility. Like I so said, if you notice that your teammate is a little bit late turning up for meetings or even on Zoom, you know, or doesn't respond to kind of you know things that maybe they used to. Yeah, you know, that's that care, right? You know, just hey, what's going on? You know, if if you're in the office together on one of your hybrid days taking a coffee, going for a walk together, you know, just, you know, having the courage to go below the surface, you know, the superficial, and just say, hey, this is what I'm noticing. Are you okay? Because this is not normally you, you know. So starting from that position and then, you know, you may be surprised about what you uncover. And as you said, you know, we've been through some super stressful times. So, Mm. yeah. Well, that's definitely, I think, a, a bad work story made good. Is there a... Is there a completion you want to make about what happened to this player post the, ah, post well, the uh, departure? 
the, the funny thing is, right, this player then went to, Aubameyang went to Barcelona, right, huge club in, in Spain. Um, that was in January this year. And and last night, as we're recording this, um, last night he turned up as a new player for Chelsea. <laughs> and um, so he's back and he's been recycled back into the wow. Premier League with, a, with at the time, a, a boss who he'd worked with before and was familiar with his behaviour but had a different perspective to it, right? But interesting enough, that boss got fired today. So huh. here we are, the behaviours of, yeah. <laughs> of, of the consequences of a high-performance sport, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, so hopefully some of those you know things have been useful for people listening and, um, yeah. Perfect. Well, sounds great. And um, we'll catch you next time. We'll do. You too. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us on Bad Work Stories Made Good. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and would listen again. If you have a story you want to share or any feedback, we'd love to hear from you. Please let us know. See you next time.